A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter. I'm here with my co-host on this wonderful, what day is it, Dom? Help me out. Uh, Thursday morning? Thursday now? morning. Thursday yeah, morning. Yeah, 1 a.m. At Bopangura. Find him on Twitter. What's up, Dom? How you doing tonight? Uh, you know, a little this baseball morning. history. Uh, you know, perfect game from Mr. Sticky Icky. Uh, Mr. You know. Sticky Icky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How was so. the spin race tonight? I didn't see anything. I think I just told you I got back from a concert. I was busy all day. I was like, no baseball all day. You just filled me in on the Steve Cohen press conference. I didn't have my head in anything baseball today. Yeah. So it's been, I, I, saw, I missed I saw, a lot, apparently. Yeah, you missed you missed a little bit. Uh, I saw the last like inning and a half. So I, I don't I don't know how the spin rates were and stuff like that. I, I don't really care. I don't um, really care either. You know, it's like, yeah. You know he's he's a scumbag, so it's kind of just funny having to watch the Yankees all like hug him and and all this shit when you know how uh, you know what really kind of person he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, Anthony Rizzo giving him a hug. You're like, yeah, I'm sure Anthony Rizzo like loves. He's so happy for his success. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you yeah. know, just another night of uh, baseball action. Another night of uh, having to watch the Mets blow. Um, you know, so I'm just That's glad, it. glad the game dismantle games... the team, dismantle the team. Uh, just, no, I hope not, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough uh, couple weeks, I think. It is, it is. But you know what? Um, it it wasn't out of I think the range of possibilities that things could go bad. Like once Diaz got hurt, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and not to say that the soul problem that the Mets are having right now, but a lot of their games have been lost in the sixth, seventh innings when they could have had like the whole bullpen slide down an inning and yeah. take on the meat of that. There's some relievers that they're throwing out there like Brigham and Nagosik that have no yeah Grant, reason to be on, on a on a winning team. Grant Hardwig, I think, uh was the the guy that got the lost Pine Sanga tonight. So it's just yeah, a bunch of no name guys. I mean they just I mean, you know, starting from like Opening day, Verlander getting hurt, like when he wasn't even pitching, you know, just like kind of <laughs> set the tone on top of the Diaz stuff, where it's just like, uh, it's going to be one of those years. And it's just, you know, it's just a carryover of how last year ended. And I kind of just, you know, I, I've been saying to you, like, it just doesn't feel like they, they are responding to the message that Buck is sending. I don't know if it's the message or just the, 
the team as a whole just has this like malaise carrying Mm -hmm. over from how last year ended. Um, You know, I think they kind of got shell shocked when they blew that lead against Atlanta, that series in Atlanta in September last year, and just like never got off the mat. And it's just carrying through because you brought so many of the guys from last year back. um, And then kind of how DeGrom left. I mean, even Verlander, like you get a Hall of Fame starter and, I don't know. It just doesn't even feel like he's like a, a Met. Like, I don't, I just don't feel like he's had that, like, Great. even, you know, moment. Yeah. So it's just, I think, uh, it's a weird I vibe. I think I would rather have, like, have kept the Grom and watched him get hurt again. Because I would have been like, well, fine, but that's our boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. I totally agree. I, I agree with that. I mean, but yeah, I love, I, I love Verlander. I love having them together, but it's just like, I don't know. Just, like it just hasn't felt like anything has has worked this year. It's just like that. So yep. enough uh, Mets misery. So hundred percent. Talk to me about your fab this weekend. Also, to get into, I want to talk a little bit. Like you know, when we're talking about our moves here, maybe just give a little insight to like how your teams are doing and why you're making such moves. Because yeah. I think a lot of my stuff that we do dictates um, it, it, it dictated by where we are in the standings, how much money we have, and like what. The actual goal is because yeah you know i <laughs> he's like shared some screenshots of my move with people the last couple of weeks like oh you're really getting the real popular guys you know like joke jokingly like who are these people that you're fapping yeah <laughs> it's like, uh just i don't know setting up my team in, in ways that i think will be the best for me but right um yeah, yeah no it's, so. a, it's a good it's a good point you know i know um i know a lot of times people are like uh you know nobody cares about your fantasy team or whatever. But I think what we try to do here is like give insight into our thought process and obviously like where we're at and like things like that on how our teams are made up is, um, you know, it predict, you know, it, it dictates what we're going to do with fab. So right now I'm in, um, I'm in fourth in both my mains. I'm like hovering one mains around like 200 overall, one mains hovering around like 100 overall. So, and I've been there in both spots for like weeks. So, I'm kind of, um, you know, really like I'm, I'm on the cusp of like competing, but um, for for like a prot, you know, money um, with the top three in the league getting paid out, um, I have very good teams in our in my, both my mains that are like you know top thirty and top twenty overall. So um, you know, it's going to be h- tough to get them because I have glaring weaknesses in each main, but. Uh, my New York main, I think the big need there is I'm, I'm last in speed and I'm towards the bottom in saves, but I have a lot of power. Um, I have good pitching. And then in my online main, um, that team is like bottom in saves and bottom in average, but like probably top five in every other category. So mm, nice. Um, yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's opportunities to move, but, and I think I've set both teams up to do that. Like uh, I got Justin Lawrence in both teams and he got a save tonight. I got Hunter Harvey in the online main where, um, where I'm last in saves. He got a save tonight. Um, and then I picked up Daniel Hudson in my New York main with Justin Lawrence and Felix Bautista. So I, I feel like I've addressed a bunch of the needs that I um, need to you know, improve on, um, over the last couple of weeks in fab. So I'm just kind of like, you know, planting the seed and letting, you know, the plant grow and see what happens there. So 
Um, yeah, so th those that's where I'm at on both of my teams. Um, so then in Fab this week, in that um, New York main, what I did was I grabbed um, – I wanted Henry Davis pretty bad. As the week went on, I was like – you know, my catchers are pretty similar in both mains. I have Shea Langoliers in both mains. Um, so, and MJ Melendez in one main, and I had Connor Wong in one main. So I was, batting average was a, a problem at the catcher position. And as the week went on, and um, I was just like, I think that he could be the most, or it, if not the most, one of the most impactful um, rookies that come into the player pool um, of the year, given his contributions and his catcher eligibility um, just playing every day in the outfield and DH having power, having speed, um, you know, hitting for a decent average. I was like, I kind of want to prioritize this guy. So I, I did that. I bumped, I, I have um, came into this week about 160 in my online main in terms of fab and um, like 120 in my uh, online so I prioritized um, Henry Davis in both. Um, my on my New York man, I bumped him up to about like fifty some odd dollars, and uh, I lost I lost that. I was the backup bid. I think he went for sixty, um, and then I got him in my online main. So I wanted Davis, didn't get him. Kind of missed out on the bigger targets there. Um, Gavin Williams, I didn't get either. So. I ended up with some cheap shares of Ross Stripling, David Hamilton, and Billy McKinney in that New York main. Mm -hmm. So the main that I have money, I didn't get to spend it. The main <laughs> that I, the, the main that I have less money, I spent it. I got Henry Davis for forty-four bucks with a backup bid of six, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, and then I got Garrett Cooper for eighteen bucks, and then I got Ross Stripling for eight bucks, just like my New York main. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping, you know, that's the big thing is I just hope that, you know, Davis can continue to play every day. I'm, I guess I'm a little concerned about when Brian Reynolds comes back, but I just I still think um, there's enough at bats for him in the outfield and at DH, you know, and he's doing well enough that I don't think they're going to, you know, there's no reason for them to sit him or send him down. But um, that's my only concern is like, will there be a crunch when Reynolds comes back? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's given, it. yeah, given what they, you know, what they have invested in him as their, you know, the one one. Like, I just, th I think so. But that's where my mind was at. Like last, you, you know, if last week at this time you looked at my fab, I was going to go hard after Williams because in both my mains I've lost, I've lost just uh, Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen in one, and then I lost um, Robbie Ray in the other. My pitching's still good, but like, those are pretty big lose losses to have in uh on your team so and i've i haven't gone after any of these big prospect pitchers and williams was the guy i was kind of like really excited about and i was gonna go like i was gonna leave myself like 20 or 30 bucks in both mains and just try to go wow after that's how that's how i like this time last week if you looked at my fab page that's what i had i was like i'm going hard after him and as the week went on and you know the six man stuff came out um saying you know tito saying I'm not going six man. I'm worried about the bullpen. I need innings for my starters. Um, Quantrill's going to come back and start. And then how Williams pitched and how the Velo went down and how he didn't get any swinging strikes. You know, I was just, everything went on. I was just like lowering, lowering, lowering. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just drop him to a point that I don't think I'm going to get him. 
which is fine because I'm going to prioritize some of these other options over him. Um, so that was kind of my mindset was like, you know, and then Stripling had like a 10 strikeout um, outing at AAA and I, I was getting excited about him. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I didn't think he was on anybody's radar. And then, of course, he got activated on Sunday, so I had to bump my bids up. I was going to be like three bucks on him, and then I ended up going up to like eight. Um, and then he's pitching three innings of relief today. So, <laughs> like you said, meatball palm in my face for yeah, uh, meatball palm in the face. That's what it yeah. feels like when you're like, yes, I nailed this move, right? It yeah. feels like such a great move. You're like, yeah. ah, on the night you go to sleep, you feel great, and then you're like. What's happening? This yeah. is not this is not the part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, yeah, that was that's where I guess the fab results went. We can kind of talk through um you know the larger players because I kind of have some thoughts about you know the overall um players that were available in fab this week and the big pickups because I, I thought me personally, I thought this was this was my favorite fab week of the year i just thought there were so many different player types available um you know obviously the pitching prospect power bats speed um you know just like guys coming back from injuries um you know just you know playing time opportunities moving around i just it was my it was my favorite fab run of the year um I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was just like very excited. And, and honestly, I was just changing my analysis on all on guys throughout the weekend as I was just like thinking through it. So I'd love to uh, talk through that more, but let's uh, how about, how about you talk through your. All righty. Y'all it's Robbie D just wanted to let you know that if your fantasy team is already toast and really got nothing to look forward to with the teams you have right now, you can get right back into the action on Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now until July 14th, Underdog has a live MLB best ball called the 7th Inning Stretch where you can draft the team for the second half of the MLB season. It's a best ball format, so all you got to do is join the 7th Inning Stretch, draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management, no fab. You draft 20 players, and you get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup. Three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex each week of the regular season. Get started. It's simple. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code pull hitter, and underdog doubles your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. Um, the seventh inning stretch has a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in total prizes. It's only seven bucks to enter. Um, and it's really easy to draft. It takes about 20 minutes. You can upload your rankings to your app, to the website. It's very simple, very easy to do. So sign up for underdog with a promo code pull hitter, get that first deposit doubled so you can draft with me. Oh man, you know it's so funny because I really like Henry Davis a lot. Um, when I started like picking up some cards, some baseball cards, he's like one of the nice, nice, cool rookie cards I got. Like you know, shiny refractors, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, I'm not really up on my card game, but you know, it's one of the inserts, and it's yeah. So I like Henry Davis, the extreme pull hitter, which you know you you get on my good side with that. Uh, I love it. I love watching him hit too he just has that approach like he just wants to drill everything as hard as he can to the left side and that's exactly how he used to play dom like i see i see him uh i see myself in his swing and i'm like oh i love this guy and um you know how i draft catchers you know i'm pretty aggressive with with putting putting you know um good good draft capital into at least you know one if not two catchers so right. there's not a lot of teams where I had the opportunity to um to really upgrade from him you know like last week I think 
um, maybe we talked about this, but last week I picked up Yano Diaz and mm-hmm. that decision was too, was part in like, do I, do I wait, you know, and, and, and keep this for Davis, you know, because we knew he was coming up. So I was like, ah, oh. but I thought Diaz was a good scoop at the time. And I didn't know how crazy the bidding on Davis would be. Um, and so I was really upset. I didn't get him anywhere, but I actually, I was semi-aggressive in a couple of weeks and actually it would have been moving Melendez or Varsho to the outfield. I had Melendez and Varsho in one of my auction leagues and I was like, you know what, actually, and it's a, it's different than the main events. Um, the player pool is so different, the free agent pool and the fab styling is different and I was like, just been having a hard time getting a solid, like, contributing, like, outfielder that wasn't just a stream or a platoon guy and just tired of chasing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put Varsho in there, in the outfield, you know? And it's funny, too, because obviously pretty useless, but I was like, it would be funny having three catchers with calf. Catcher, catcher outfield. outfield, yeah, um, you know, but then also tell him like it's 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 um really in the race in that league and going up and down like in the top four and um it's a real tight race and it's like well maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing they always have myself covered in case one of them you know gets hurt or whatever but yeah they Davis's talent was good enough and he was also like he came out as overall like player two hundred and nine in my SGP sheet mm-hmm. um that think that was like batter uh 150-ish so it was uh I was like okay well everything's lining up here just didn't get him was pretty yeah. upset I did get a Gavin Williams um I was concerned just like we were the velo was I was like wait I thought this guy throws 100 um but I watched the game you know just like trying to watch more of these younger pitchers Anyone that were interested in Fab, you know, we have the technology, and yeah. and and it's so funny because I think we we always race to, you know, we'll race to Statcast, then to Fangraphs, then to Baseball HQ, or whatever you hop back and forth to to like check different metrics or check what everyone's writing about it, and sometimes just like just go to the game and watch mm-hmm. his swings, watch this player swing, like just watch him play. It's like you don't have to become a scout. But um, the people was like, you know, I just look at the numbers and I don't watch baseball, like, or I don't have time. But just doesn't hurt to just throw on, like, see what a guy looks like, you know? Yeah, yeah. And watching Williams, it just felt like there was something. And he's got this, um, I guess we would call it late life. Um, <laughs> I guess it's the best way I could describe it. It's like the last 10 feet, what the ball does, it seems like his fastball, like his fourth team, I know it hasn't been as fast, but I, it's like, I don't know, in the last 10 feet, it just looks like it does something special. You know what I'm trying to say? It just looks like it has this like doom. It just pops in there. Um, But, you know, I spent, um, I spent a lot of time. I, I, I wasn't, actually I was more concerned with the fastball stuff and the actual stuff than, worrying about Quantrill or Logan Allen because honestly mm-hmm. he he's their number one pitching prospect. So yep. Logan Allen or Bybee is is gonna take a hike if they want to keep him. And that's just mm-hmm. simple as that. And Logan Allen hasn't been great as late, you know, he last two starts, I think it was just seven innings. He barely getting through games and I wasn't 
not really worried about him not sticking around. Um, so once I just dove in more to the stuff, um, not the metric, just like his his actual, like what he was doing, you know, and that team in general. So again, I'll go back to this team. So I had, um, you know, it's the team I had the most money left in to <laughs> for for something. I had four ten going into that week. So I was like, all right, you know, um, I'm in fifth place. I was like, got up to like fourth, and my pitching is just been, you know, just constantly grabbing guys like Colin Ray, who are fine, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like I, I just I'm gonna take a shot at this possible difference maker. It's my Strider and Cole team that got destroyed uh-huh. in pitching ratios by the likes of Brady Singer and okay. the likes of um, you know, early Steven Matz and an early Brandon Fott. Um so it's just I don't know how I've let that team with Strider and Cole get so bad with my ratios. So um yeah, I, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna do this here. My pit, my batting's is okay, but um, you know, so that dictated that move, and I was able to scoop up Trent Grisham too. Yeah, um, I love Trent Grisham. Um, I think that people may not realize how good he's like hitting the ball, like balling up the ball, um, extremely well. He's he just got such tough luck right now. The, the average home run per barrel is like uh, 57-ish percent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every barrel. Um, and he's at 25%. He's <laughs> got 24 barrels and six home runs. And yeah. it's not because like, again, I, I, I like to pay attention to um, pull percentages and pull fly balls. And he's not pulling as much mm-hmm. fly balls as he was last year. Last year he was like a 31%. He averaged about twenty six. This year they're like twenty one ish. But when he hits the when he puts the ball in the he he just steams it. He crushes it. And um, everything like the velocity on fly balls, all that stuff is like really really solid. So I was surprised he was still out there. Um, in Fab, actually, he was dropped like the week before, and um, so so an opportunity. They've been playing every day versus lefties and right. and righties. So um, yeah. had a little bit of a you know, you know, at that point too, like he's not outputting batting average that as you would want, and he would maybe drag it down. But I just thought the power speed was, I mean, everyone's just getting power and speed. It's just like the, the um, I know like the 80th percentile home run is on par to be somewhat what it was last year. You know, mm-hmm. like two ninety five ish, three hundred range. Um, but obviously the stolen bases, it's a fucking different story. I can't believe. Some of the actual totals for stolen bases on some teams, um, yeah. really incredible. Um, yeah, I have, I have, like, I have DCs with like 130 already. Um, I've isn't that crazy? My, I've, yeah, I have teams in my main, like, MTM has 141. The next highest is 99 in my New York main. Oh. He has Ruiz and Acuna, and it's just like, yeah, you have those two. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just, uh, and Ruiz like is, uh, he he's, I guess the power. If the power would have went up a little bit, he would have been a little bit like, you know, not as valued, you know. But it yeah. stayed. It stayed on a course like. 
like I said last year. But if that rose more, or or, or if it does in the summertime, we kind of see more of like, um, you know, just that he's too one trick of a pony. You know, even though yeah. it's giving you so much speed. Yeah. But like you said, like you said, yeah. I wonder. I mean, that he, would be a good dive to see, like how many teams have Ruiz and are so far ahead. Uh huh. Because like it's this is like, something. Right? Yeah, this was something me and me and Jason were talking about this weekend. We were like, I bet you Ruiz starts getting cut in leagues that are like teams that are so far ahead. Cause like he is a, a drain in Everything runs, else. RBIs, <laughs> yes. and home runs. Yeah. Like, granted, he's hitting whatever he's hitting, like 280 or so or something. I haven't checked in a while, but like um he is a drain everywhere else. And it's like, how the hell does a guy with this many steals? So he's in scoring position. 40 times at a minimum, right? And um, he's only got 31 runs and 32 RBIs. And it's like, but he has 40 steals. So he's hitting 263. So, I mean, he's a slight help. But, um, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I think he's going to start hitting waivers in the next couple months. So that'll be interesting. Like, save save money for, you know, your the teams in your league that cut Ruiz because uh, they're yeah. going to. You know, or, or he's going to start hitting benches at least in, in, you know, five and six game weeks where they're just like, I need volume for runs and RBIs and I can't, I can't have Ruiz sucking look, me down there. I look at some teams, um, even this year and last year that are so far ahead in saves, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I go to the team and I'm like, Every week, I'm like, "Can you drop one of these guys, please?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, you you need one. Plus, you're like, "Don't you understand? They're not helping you." It's like you're you're 32 saves ahead. Like, even yeah. if you drop this guy and someone picks him up, you're fine. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't see that in my mains, and it's like I see that in DCs, but it's like really the only actionable thing you can do in those leagues is is bench them for starters, and you know, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. no, but, um, your your thought process. I wanted to say your thought process on the um, Henry Davis thing was very something very similar. I was thinking about because I have Melendez also, and um, you know, I was like, Melendez has really been struggling. I know he's kind of getting a little bit unlucky, but like with all the guys coming back for Kansas City, like Isbell's back. They have Taylor. They have Blanco. They have um, Waters. They have Olivar Olivares, and then you know when Massey comes back, I know he doesn't play outfield, but he kind of impacts the mm-hmm. shuffling around there too. I'm like, does does Melendez start getting like days off because he's already he's moving down in the order now, um, and it's like so I was like thinking I was like I wouldn't mind just having Melendez Davis and Langoliers, and then that way I have coverage in case somebody gets hurt or Melendez starts because because like. I was like, yeah, Davis is like a startable outfielder in in yes. my opinion. So like, um, I was like, I think it's like a decent flexibility play if I can um, stomach it and how long I want to let Langoliers sit on my roster for. Um, so that was something I, I ended up cutting him. Uh, I just ended up cutting Wong for him in the league that I got him. But um, I was going my bids to acquire um, Davis would have been to put put him as a third catcher on my team like in the league in the new york man that i was going after him i was uh i was gonna cut um robles for him so mm-hmm. i was intent on uh keeping three catchers so i i was aligned with you there yeah i mean you know like i said it's a, i'm just the, the, the more i thought about it and the more i looked at david's skills that i was like i just makes sense to me i wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be um 
uh, doing it. And um, so that 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 was that side of it. So I got my one share of Gavin, um, yeah. and you know it. See what happens. Like, um, just really could use that boost in pitching, and I had the money, and um, so went that route. Uh, I filled it out in that other main, um, which said I'm about. I think a third or fourth right now. I'm sorry, right behind the Maddie Wood, Mr. Maddie Wood of the FTN Network. Um, so I scooped up Billy McKinney from the Yankees. Um, I really wanted to see mostly. I only it was only a buck, so my thinking was like I just wanted to see if he was gonna play versus lefties this week. They had three lefties. I knew he was going to be unusable if 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 that was the case, right? If that was the case. Um, so I know I wasn't going to start him this first scoring period. I had him on my bench, but my hope was just like to see if he was going to play every day. And they do have a six-game um, schedule versus righties the following week, all at Yankee Stadium. So mm-hmm. I could definitely use him there. Um, but he's been somewhat of a revelation <laughs> for the Yankees. Uh, you know, they got recalled back up. He's got 59 plate appearances, barreling up the ball 17% of the time with a 49% hard hit rate. Um, pulls the ball 51% of the time, pulls like ball percentages up there. And at Yankee Stadium, so all right. that stuff lines yeah. up. It's just like if the normal stadium, it's, it's still exciting, but then you see all these other things. And yeah, and uh, What's crazy too is like as as I was looking at his career stuff, you know, obviously it could just be this hot, you know, fifty nine plate appearance streak he has. Right. That's what's great about baseball, right? It's just this is what we have to forecast. It's what we have to try to do, and this is why we're wrong so many times because yeah. it could be just the natural normal variance of him having a hot streak, right? And it's like yeah. this is not the new him. This is just a hot streak, but. This is what we have to make our moves on, you know. And for Buck, I was like, yeah, sure, give it a shot. And he's actually his um <clears throat> his exit exit velocity on fly balls in his career, his highest was uh ninety one miles per hour, which was in twenty twenty one. And right now he's at ninety four two. So it's like you know, no, obviously, because there's not a lot of fly balls, and that percentage right. could totally move, you know. Yeah. But it's so impressive to see it at Yankee Stadium, you know. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Took a dollar shot there. Took a dollar shot on Brendan White, Detroit Tigers um, reliever. Um, it's a team I... So this team, I'm in third place. Give a quick breakdown to my my um, this main event. John Palsma is leading this one. I have two main two main events, and he's leading both of them um, <laughs> naturally. But, you know, I know, John, I know you're listening, and you are the man. Uh, he's just tough cookie to play with um just really really good um but anyway i'm in third in the league with 109 and a half points um oh. i just finally shot up there it was like you know ninth tenth just like over like five six weeks ago and something like phil was talking about in the discord today right like just you can make so many good swings just keep doing what you're doing keep the process and like keep sticking to it and like the points come you know as long yeah. as you're giving it your all but so I'm 36th in the overall, um, which again just finally started to get into that range. Um, haven't even sniffed this at all, so I don't even know who's around me. But um, I have get this, I have the lowest single lowest point for any category of anyone above me. 
So I have 49 and a half points for saves. Oof. And I'm 36th overall. The next guy who has the lowest is 83 with 83 with saves also. Stephen Fiore is right. Yeah. Uh, 32 overall. Yep. But um, actually, oh, and, and Nelson Souza too has 83 on saves. It's so funny that everyone has it off saves. Yeah. Um, so it's so crazy because I'm like, there's so many points to gain there, and I can like wow, like if if I just attack that, like mm-hmm. I, again, I was doing the math, and obviously, like every save gets you a certain amount of points, but right. it that's not throughout the standings, you know. Um, I I've, I've actually spoken to some people in DM who asked me about that, and I just like you have to make sure like you, it's not just the spread of all the saves, right? Because the spread of saves down in the seven hundreds is way different than what it is up top. You know, right. I can make up a lot of points. It's just there's no one to fucking get. <laughs> so yeah. that brings me to Brendan White on the Tigers. Like, I don't, do I think it's going to be the closer? No. Like, I don't really think it's a great shot he becomes the closer. But taking dollar shots on mm-hmm. um, some guy was striking out everything. His slider right. is filthy. Yep. Um, so drop Cano to Yenny or Cano. Because it's so funny, right? I think we talked about this continuously about looking at your team, looking at recent production. And I looked at him this weekend. I said, I think it was like the last three weeks. I'm like, this right? Like it was like 10% K rate and 10% walk rate. I'm like, what happened to the Cano that started the season? You know? And I was just, again, because I need saves so badly. I just had him in there because he was picking up so many and he was dominant. So I got rid of him and I picked up, uh, I'm gonna say his name wrong. Actually, Josh Spores is it, yeah. Is it just spores? spores, 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 yeah, Spores. Josh Spores. I know he was a popular pickup between uh, Phil Dussault and Maddie Wood, um, and yeah, love the uh, the skill set, but also the 14 games that they have that the Rangers coming up. And again, I needed saves, so uh, even if he picks me up one, and I got I got a win already, so I feel good right. about that. Um, yeah, so that was it for the mains. In 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 my auction league, I, I um let's see, I just did a little something different actually. Um I just had it up. I added in my auction league, um I added Vado for fourteen bucks. Okay. Um, I have about a hundred dollars left. Definitely the team I have the least amount of money on, and my hitting is terrible. Mm. Um, I'm actually holding Tyler O'Neill like this whole time just because I don't have money, and it's like I don't know. I'm not going to get that offense on the wire. So, right. Picked up Vado. Picked up Spores again. Drew Waters. Um, and then in my other auction league, Alec Thomas. You know, get the everyday rollback, and mm-hmm. I like his skill set. He's got a just generally good skill set yep. underneath the hood. Uh, Andy Abanez on the Tigers. Got a game on Monday. Yeah, bam. It's so funny too. It's the second time I picked up Abanez this season. Uh, I just picked him up on like in the in the middle of May when he got like when he was playing like 14 straight games and had a, like just crazy hard hit stuff, but just nothing was coming. So got back in on the Abanez and. Uh, Took a one dollar play on Mr. Mason Miller. All right, he's throwing right. He's throwing uh, on flat ground or something like that. Yeah, he's doing a little flat work. So this is just a stash. Stash, my stash season, like we said last week. Yeah, yeah. My pitching's really good in this league, um, so I shouldn't need. Like I'm confident, like in even my bench guys. Like I don't have to look for streamers or right, right. 
as of now, you know, and I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, just chill them on the bench. So, right. and, uh, and that was it, you know, nice. just, just chipping away. And also, too, that to like get back to like the Henry Davis thing, um, real quick is, and Gavin Williams, it's like, so much of fantasy is driven by, you know, our desire to obviously make money, right? And and mm-hmm. and and be competitive. But there's also this small thing of like you you know, you have to have fun, you know? Yeah. You have to have fun and like to me, like Henry Davis is like a fun guy to get on your team. You know, yeah. like rookie catcher, who's playing the outfield, he's sick athlete and um I I mean I enjoyed watching him play the first couple of games and I was like, I'd like I want this guy on my team, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Make fantasy fun again. Yeah, exactly. Um, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I, I know I haven't, Oh, I sent you the article. I, I haven't finished it completely yet, but I, th- I found it interesting. Uh, the average bid this week, average winning bid was 20, uh, sorry, the average winning bid and the average spend per team were the same as last week. Um, $15, uh, per ad. And, um, the average spend per team this week was twenty eight bucks, which was the exact same so as crazy. last week. It's pretty funny. We're within yeah, like, like hundred the... bucks total spent, and like within fifteen total yeah. ads of the same as last week. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Um, so the average team has a hundred ninety four bucks remaining in FAP. Wow. Where are you Where right I now? Have, uh, you said I think okay. I th- I'm I'm at. 80 after this week um my online i know i'm at um 86 and You're then i think and then i think i have uh my new york i have 165 so um, okay yeah right. yeah i mean davis kind of took a big chunk out of that online budget but um i'm i'm okay with it i mean you know as long as i can stay healthy um you know i have in that league i have Harvey, I have Lawrence, and then I have Jason Adams as my closers. I mean, the closers are the big, the big thing there. Um, and then I have Alvarado on my bench. So, and I have, I just haven't been playing him. It's kind of like a Cano thing, where it's like he came back from the aisle and like, you know, he's kind of reverting back to the old uh, Alvarado, just walking guys and stuff like that. So, so we'll see. Um, Were you close to dropping him at all? Have you considered that yet, or no? I haven't just because like saves are such a need and like uh, mm. if he can turn it around and um, I, I, I haven't been. If if there was somebody that came up on the wire that I was excited about, I would. But then again, if so, if there's somebody on the wire that I was excited about for saves, they'd probably be more expensive than I can grab with my 86 bucks in fab. So it's a weird spot. I might be doing the dollar spec game. Um, I just, I've spent so much in fab on relievers in that league that like, I kind of just like, I've made my bed. I need to like lie in it now. And like, I just need to ride with Alvarado and hope he turns it around. Like I said, I mean, he's on my bench. So I have these four. I'm just going to like stick with them for a while and and see what happens. So nice. All right. So, So get at it. You know, the big ads this week, um, we kind of touched on our thought process on a couple mm-hmm. of them with Gavin and, and Davis. So I don't want to revisit that. But, um, you know, after after them, the uh, the popular ads were Votto added in 47 leagues, Alec Thomas added in 46 leagues, and David Hamilton added in 43 leagues, which honestly, all of these guys, I kind of 
I was very interested in. So, you know, I, I talked through my thought process on Williams and Davis and, and you did as well. Um, pretty aligned with you. Um, the one thing though, Gavin Williams, the one person we didn't talk about and like after Fabran, I, I was kind of kicking myself cause I was like, damn, I have Savali in my online main. And like, I don't feel like anybody's like Savali hasn't really done great since he's been back either. And it's like, he could just easily go to the bullpen and pitch like in relief for them. Like, you know, multi inning relief. Um, and and then so then I'm like I should have maybe prioritized Williams in that in that main because you know I really don't have a lot of starting pitching depth and it's like at least I give myself coverage in case I lose Savali with having Williams so that's one thing I thought about where everyone's like oh who's who's the rookie that's going to go down is it going to be Allen is it going to be Williams so like but like why not just put Savali in the bullpen and have him do what like um, Zavian Curry has been doing. I don't know. That was just my thought, but no, we'll see what happens yeah. there. I know they're going six man for now. Um, I think it's only going to be like one turn, but uh, yeah, I'm just not totally convinced that Savali is like totally safe. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see, you know, them making a case to do that. It hasn't been completely wiped out. He hasn't been atrocious either, but yeah, right. totally, um, totally doable. Yeah. If, if Tyler Williams pitched on Monday, um, you know, he just – you know, dominated for seven innings, one hit. Um, so, you know, I think it's safe to say he's he's going to be, you know, he earned himself at least another couple of starts with that I performance. Think so, so. Yep. Votto, this yeah. was interesting. So, like, nice. so F- Votto, I'm sitting there Friday night. That game was fucking awesome in Cincinnati. Sold out crowd. They were in the black jerseys. They're, every, they're going back and forth with Atlanta. Votto hits two fucking home runs, and I'm like, Dude, I, I have a corner infield need in both my leagues. Rowdy and Josh Bell have both been sucking. Like, and I'm just like Rowdy. caught up in it. And I'm like, oh man, fuck this. I want Votto. Like, he he's he's gonna he's coming back. He's gonna bring this team on a playoff run. Like, you know, I'm, just got like swept up with the emotion. And I was like, all right, I want Votto. I want Stripling. I want David Hamilton this weekend. Like, I don't care about Gavin Williams. So that was like fr- my Friday night it was rejiggering. And then I was, and then like as the weekend went on, I'm like. You know, I came into this season like Votto had a really serious shoulder injury that, you know, I know personally it's hard to recover from. Granted, mm-hmm. I'm not a, an, an athlete, but or a professional athlete, but he's he's 39. And like, that's a serious shoulder injury that a lot of guys struggle to get their power back from. Yeah. I looked at his AAA stats. He struggled throughout AAA. He's he's he took himself off of rehab because he was like, I'm not ready. Um and he's said like, yeah, my bat is slow. I have no power. You know, like, I, I don't know if he's joking or not, but like, I don't know. He said that on a podcast and like, it, it all kind of adds up. And I was just like, dude, I don't know. Like, why am I going this hard after Votto when like Garrett Cooper's out there in the same league? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. I'd rather just have Garrett Cooper than, you know, just especially because batting average is a need. And it's like, all right. So even if Votto hits a couple more homers, like, I think it's going to come at a batting average risk. Um, so that was my thought process. I kind of I felt myself getting caught up in the emotion, and I'm just glad I kind of snapped myself back. And, and I was like, all right, well, this was my thought process on Vado. I was a hard avoid given the shoulder surgery, looking at how he did it, AAA. And, and you know, other than the home runs, he hasn't really been doing much um, so far in the major. So I was just like, 
um, you know, I'm going to cool the jets on Votto because I had like 40, $50 bids on them. Cause I, you know, I was just like, it's going to take that to get them because everyone's seeing this, you know, um, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to want a piece of that reds lineup with, yes, you know, yes, guys yeah. being ahead of them. So I, I I'm kind of happy that I rethought about it, but if I got them for 14 bucks, like you did, you know, I think that's worth it, especially in a league where if you need the power. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought that was a sweet spot for me. Um, I was even going to try to go down even more. Um, I would have actually tied. Like I, it was either eight or fourteen. Of course, <laughs> and you know those are my favorite numbers. Yeah. Um, yep. But uh, I, uh, you know, at the last minute, I was like, you know what? Um, again, didn't have a lot of money left to spend in this league. But uh, if I got to take a shot, I need power so bad, and I'm just not doing a can't. I'm not streaming it very well cheaply yeah. you know with with the uh the assets i have so i figured yeah. if i'm gonna take a shot at like uh a bat with some pop uh it was the right price it was the you know yeah right especially in that lineup even if it's like you don't want to use them on the road and you just want to use them at home you know um i think that's that's a good play especially you need the pop so i think it's good right and it's like watching because I, I i've been watching you know like everyone else a lot of the red games and um i have mclean on one team and ellie on one team um and uh, you know, Gotham India. I got Will Benson, and I'm just like, yeah, let's get a Votto in there too. Yeah, I can move, yeah. I can move for the whole lineup. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, Alec Thomas. I think you kind of referred to him before. Like, you know, I I was this time last week. I was like, all right, I want him and and Williams. Um, he went for like thirty bucks in my league. I was kind of in the single yeah. digits for him. Um, like. Uh, I think he's going to play a ton because his defense is so good and, and he's, you know, good enough with the bat. But, like, I just don't see a lot of, like, much else. I think it's, like, batting average and at-bats. Um, I don't think there's, like, a ton of speed. I don't think there's a ton of power there either. So it's kind of like a guy that's going to get you, you know, play six days a week, six out of seven days a week. Um I don't know. That that was kind of my thought. I, I, I you know, um, so I was kind of as the week went on, I lowered my bids on him to single digits, and that just wasn't enough. I, I mean, um, would have loved to get an everyday outfielder, but I wasn't, you know, too upset about getting outbid for him. No, you shouldn't. I mean, really, it's uh, it's just more of a, it's more of a hope that all the numbers that are just buried underneath the surface. Mm. actually start coming to fruition to give them better right um surface level stats like obviously ban 225 but you know um the the BAPIP is where is it at it's super low right it's um, like two two ten or something like that last time I looked. oh it's actually no it's actually not too bad it's 274 but it's always oh. been higher in his career like across all all the minor leagues but like the eight like the eight percent power rate I like I like that he doesn't strike out um and he plays dynamite center. So, right. I mean, outfield. So, you know, he's going to be in there. So, it's just more yep. of a hope that those skills just start coming a little more together. And yeah. like I said, everyday PT is is nice. It's nice not to have so many streams that you need. Like, oh, yeah. this guy's only going to play, you know, one out of the three games on Monday or Thursday. I need to get someone for him. So Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so then the last guy that was like kind of – I came in as like a target was uh, David Hamilton. So Red Sox speed, you know, I'm looking for speed in one of, one of my mains. So he was a guy that I was just like, I'd love for him to get a shot. Like I was looking at what he was doing at, at uh double or 
triple a and looking at what he did last year in double a stole 70 bases last year hit 12 home runs this year he's hit 11 home runs and stole 27 bases in 52 games at triple a so i was like i'd love for him to get a shot but like i just saw all these roadblocks ahead of him um but then you know he came up stole a couple bases last week and uh that league i have story stashed the league that i got him so i was like this mm-hmm. is perfect i need steals and you know um they kind you know one impacts the other so like if story comes back soon i can definitely cut hamilton but the thing is is like i've i saw him go for a lot more than what i got him for for like seven bucks and like i i genuinely think that when pablo reyes comes off the il which could mm-hmm. be like this weekend um, Hamilton just goes back down to triple a because, yeah. um, you know, fancy it makes managers, sense. MLB managers don't care about right. Roto stats. And like the, and the, the most important thing is Pablo Reyes doesn't have any options and they like his defense. So, mm-hmm. um, he, he, when they activate him, they can't send him to triple a. They have, he has to clear waivers. They might not want to risk losing him. So, and Hamilton has options. So, that what's going to happen is he's going to get demoted. Um, but that's just dependent on when Reyes comes back until Reyes comes back. I think Hamilton's going to play a lot, um, especially against righties. He did start versus lefty today, but he made a couple of um, costly errors in the field yet again. Mm. So it's uh, not, not looking so, so good for him, but I would love for him to stick around for another couple of weeks and just steal me some bases. Um, he yeah. had a stolen base tonight and then got overturned on replay. So, no. oof. Yeah. That's not good. The old overturn. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, uh, he's got some swing and miss. And he's like, I don't know. He was like, he was barely above league average in AAA and that, like, by WRC Plus. And that kind of scares me, especially that he's a little older. So, yeah. just wondering if he can be a full time major league. And not that if he could steal bases, right. but, you know, just can you remain in the major league and be a starter on a team? So, I yep. didn't really go his way. Yeah. I felt the same way about him and like Blanco, too, on the Royals. Like, it looks great. It looks like it give you a boost, but, yeah. um, are they going to play? You know, like, yeah. um, if they're everyday players, it's, a, it's, it's without a doubt easier to go in and even for you know significant money because they could give you that much of a boost but it's um yeah. it's not always that easy yep yep and that's why i was off on blanco too and then in my other main i just i was at like a buck on mckinney or i was at, bu- at a buck on hamilton because i was those those were my genuine thoughts but it's just the team that i need speed for and i have story stashed so i was like it just kind of works out works well for that so um so yeah those are the thoughts on – and, you know, I, I wrote some other interesting guys. I know you like Abanez, McKinney, but I think we already kind of touched on them. Yep. And then, um, yeah, pitching-wise, I mean, I think Fott, uh was a good add in the 27 leagues. He got picked up. I think he's going to start mm-hmm. tomorrow. So I think that was a good that was a good uh, add. I'm hoping I don't uh, kick myself for not being a little more patient with him because I, I had him in both mains and cut him. Um, well, there's a lot of thought process that goes behind that, too. I mean, I have him in several DCs. I was, like, the first person to draft him this season and draft champion season. I was, like, it was so funny. It was, like, one of the first guys I saw, like, and at the end of the season prep, like, prepping for that August draft they did. I was, like, who the hell is this minor league guy? You know, fought. Yeah. And um, so I I'm, I was really in on him this early in the season, and 
not that I'm completely out on him, but just the fastball really scares me. Yeah. Um, and nothing he was doing in the minors was really changing it. I was looking mm-hmm. at the game feeds, and it was the same. It was the same with percentage, same location, um, same spin, all that stuff. Same yeah. vertical movement. And, yeah, he was getting whiffs on the slider, which is we know that him, that's him. But I guess, like, part of stashing, too, is, like, you know, you're stashing again, and I'll go back to the it could be this variance, this could be this small, you know, sample that we have of him and overlooking it. And I do think that he's a good pitcher, but I think sometimes you have to recalibrate your thoughts on a player. And if it was a player, A, if, especially if it was a player you drafted and you're stuck to that bias, like, oh, you know, I'm still holding on to him being good. And that's fine, but just make sure you validate it, you know, within reason. And, um, to pick up guys like Fott just because other people drop them and just because he's a stash is is also like dangerous, I think, too. You just um again, like a lot of the bids, you know, like it and and some even did it two weeks ago. Um and it was, you know, a dollar, two dollars, yeah. that's fine. But like, yeah. yeah, as long as you're keeping it to that. But I just think just like keep your expectations in check. Yep. Because um I like I like him as a pitcher, and I think he's gonna be a good major league pitcher. But right now, I like what would you like? What would you need to see for him before you actually started him? Fastball whiffs, like a, a like not getting pounded. Yeah, right. Like I mean, that's why like Brian Wu. I was just like, yeah, he got pounded, but like his first start, he had like forty four percent whiffs on his fastball, and I was like, that'll work. Like, and that's kind of like. Yep. He wasn't, do, you know, Fott wasn't doing that. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's kind of, that's kind of why I was just, um, like, not even really considering him for more than mm-hmm. a dollar stash. He was just at the bottom of my bid list. Like, I would have taken him if, if I kind of whiffed on everybody else. But, um, yeah. Yep. Makes sense. So, the drop list, I, I told you before we started recording, I, I looked through the drop list. I really didn't see anything super interesting this week. Normally, like, we can – I see some interesting names in, like, that 10 to 5 league drop list. And just, like, everything kind of made sense to me this week. I really didn't see much. And I didn't go beyond, like, 5 leagues or less. So, um, why don't we just hop into, you know, looking ahead to next week. Because next yeah, week cool. is going to be a fucking weird – Weird week of scheduling. So um, there's a lot of seven-game weeks. So here's all the teams with seven games. We got Baltimore, the Cubs, the Reds, Guardians, Marlins, Brewers, Pirates, Mariners, Cardinals, Rangers, and Nats. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Five five-game weeks. And this is where it gets even weird. Weirder. Um, we got two five-game weeks, Colorado and Anaheim, and then – the Dodgers have a weird six-game week where they play four games Monday through Thursday, but then they only play two games on the weekend. So they play Friday, Saturday. They have off Sunday before the All-Star game, which is weird. They did this last year, and I got it when – like last year, the All-Star game was in L.A., I think. So it kind of like made sense that – but for some reason, the Dodgers and then the Angels also have that, where the Angels have a five-game week, but they, they play a three-game set. Monday through Thursday, and then they play Friday and Saturday, no game Sunday. Um, and both those California teams did that last year as well, if I recall. So I don't know. I don't know why, um, but it's weird. Um, so that kind of changes, you know, it impacts things. And then, um, so 
Where from, is uh, Mount Castle? You wrote, where is Mount Castle? Yeah, where is Mount Castle? You told uh, me uh, he's playing in Norfolk. I mean, he's just playing. It's just like, hey, it's like just, 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 just hang out here, and and we maybe he's still struggling with some stuff like with yeah. the vertigo. Ver- um, yeah, vertigo. I mean, yeah, gotta gotta get him on your mom's plan and just get him back in the. Or they just want to keep letting up Ryan O'Hearn crush, right? People throw on his podcast. Is this guy saying something about his mother? No, no, no. Last no, week. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, listen, it's a it, it's a simple move. Um, if you're out there, Ryan, and um and if you're listening, um, I don't know if you play high stakes fantasy, but I got a solid move to help the inner ear crystals re re start regenerating again on their own. So you can find your way to you know, better health. But yeah, I mean, he's been playing. Oh, like I think he's got what six, seven games on his belt. I wonder how long they're gonna give him. Um, but it's definitely something. Like the the clock is ticking for me. Like on an OC team, where like I need to, like I want us to start moving through my roster, and I'm like, all right, Mark Castle, what are you doing? Yeah, um, it sucks. Yeah, so I mean, they have Baltimore has seven right-handed uh, pitchers next week, so. You know, if if Mount Castle's not back, I mean that's good news for O'Hearn, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. O'Hearn, O'Hearn, uh, that guy just—he's just crushing balls. Yep. Uh, there's a couple little power hitters like that, like him, Mike Ford. Yep. Um, guys are just like per plate appearance, even like Jake Rogers on Tigers, the catcher. It's like mm-hmm. these guys are just. 100 plate appearance, 10 home runs. It's like they're just like massive, massive power. You know um, who's a guy like that? That um, Kyle Garlic is uh, he's oh, on yeah. the Twins. He oh, yeah. is like fucking Babe Ruth against lefties. He's like yep. a, a home run. Yeah, he's like a home run every like nine at bats or something like that. It's it's crazy, but um, that's all he can do. And he actually got waived. And I, I thought a team, like a smart team that likes to platoon a lot, would grab him. But nobody did, and he cleared waivers, and he went, and they sent him to AAA, which I thought was interesting. But I thought maybe like uh, a team like Tampa or something like that could, uh, yeah, guy would, leaves, like, love to grab him. Guy leaves the Royals, and uh, now he's he's finding um, new success. So. Yeah, I mean that, that's what they're doing with all these these you know people, other people's trash, Aaron Hicks, and and you know so good for them. Let me tell you something too about Aaron Hicks. The game I went to in Baltimore, people were cheering for him like louder than other players and it was weird i'm like are they just happy that they stole him from the yankees or do they like they love just, him personally you know or are like, they like trying to build his confidence or something like something that? it was just really interesting to see like even my brother was like man they really like hicks yeah i'm like yeah maybe they're just like like yeah like we got like i don't know he's been really good for them though and, and it's really cool to see how because we always knew that skill set tapped in here. We can't say like we're surprised at him stealing base and hitting homers. He's always had that. Right. It's just been hidden. It's just been so it's been dormant for so long that we kind of forgot that he had that. Right. Still like not really an old guy either. Um yeah. and I know the injuries bang you up, but you also he doesn't have a game under his belt too. So it's like he's kind of fresh. Yeah. Being uh supportive and excited about your players is a weird concept for me right <laughs> now. <laughs> Um, so the Cubs have uh, seven games. They they play six righties at four at Milwaukee and three at New York. So that's like a really nice um, set for any lefties. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, that's that's good for Talkman, I guess. Um, I don't I don't know who else. I mean, everyone else that's kind of a a lefty there is pretty 
owned. So um, yeah. I just thought it'd be a good series for him at least. Or Interesting, though, like Bellinger, like uh, obviously not a free agent, but he's uh, he started yesterday um, first. versus the lefty, but it was his first game since he came off the IL. Three straight games versus the lefty where he sat, and I was like, "Oh boy, he's a full time mm-hmm. platoon guy now." It's interesting. Yeah, but he played Tuesday, and I don't know if that was just because they do have a couple more lefties coming up, and they just wanted to keep him in the lineup. But mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if he hasn't been playing center yet, right? He's just been playing nope. first. So His first base got yeah. his eligibility too. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird spot where they probably want to get Mancini in versus the lefties, but. Um, they can't put him out in the outfield yet, so it kind of limits what they can do with him. Um, yeah, a, a lot of the other matchups were kind of um, like Cleveland faces four righties, three lefties. The Astros, there's not really much actionable that you can do with that lineup. The Marlins face five righties and two lefties, so maybe, um, maybe Joey Wendell is streamable in like the. Cardinal series where they're facing three three righties. Um, mm-hmm. Brewers face four righties and three lefties. So you know, after a good week of only facing righties or predominantly righties, now they're going back to almost a fifty fifty split. So it's bad for Rowdy, bad for Winker, but might be good for Perkins. But I don't know if he's really streamable because he's not going to play against the righties. Um, yep. Yankees have six games versus righties like we talked about, so that's good for McKinney, good for Jake Bowers. Um, yep. Jake Bowers is actually doing like pretty much the same thing that um, Billy McKinney's doing. Like they're really such a similar profile right now. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Yep, but yeah, definitely good. Yeah, good so seven, right there. seven games at home. Yeah, that that would be. Um, Mariners have four at San Francisco, three at Houston. They're going to face six righties. It looks like um, Mike, so Ford. Mike Ford. Yeah, I, I think it, it, this might make um might make Ford streamable. Yeah, oh so yeah, Ford, yeah. Especially that lineup. That that yeah they uh they need some pop. Um, the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, what does Ford have? He's got six homers and fifty six plate appearances. Guys are just a masher. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Cal Nixon a funk again. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, I, you know what? Like he's he's been so good for anyone who's drafted him, wherever they drafted him. But again, it's starting to get to. I've been noticing more and more like runs and ribbies. Um, as I like start looking at like 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 last last 30 games or um and i just go to like year to date it's so funny because we're so forward thinking about fab and stuff like yeah. sometimes when when you actually look at like a, a leaderboard you're like oh guys fourth and homer is like Luis Faber jr you know oh yeah i was he's the I, one that snuck up on me like when yeah. i was doing my notes i'm like this guy's fourth in the majors in home runs. Yeah. It's like out of nowhere, like not out of nowhere, but it's quiet right now. No one's talking about Luis Robert, right? I at know. All. I know. You you brought that up on your pod, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I didn't even realize he's got 20 home runs, like 22 <laughs> home runs. I was no. Like, yeah. And then that, that stat that you brought up about his last, like, 162 games, he's got, like, um, 30 something home runs and like yeah, 10 stolen bases, 280. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. a great player, right? Yeah, there. phenomenal. And yeah, I would love to see him put this like one year together, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, he's the kind of guy, um, 
if you know he's been hovering in you know those fourth fifth round because of the injury stuff um but like if he does a full year and he hits 40 home runs with 10 stolen bases he's going to be back in the like he's oh, yeah. back, that's first, first round yeah people are going to be like oh he's robert you know but then like he'll be like that like that kind of aaron judge where it's like that maybe that you know like okay is he going to be back in here is he going to be mm-hmm. healthy and Right. But it's it's good to see him doing it. I'm I'm happy for him. Like finally put a a nice solid half of year. Could you see what what he could do? You know. Yeah. I mean, he's 25. I mean, so it's you uh, know that second chance gladiator. No, not this. Yeah, the second yeah, chance yeah. gladiator that we did um, for the uh, the meatball. Are you in that one? You no, I'm get not. In that one. No. Oh, I I only did one. I did one. I did one with. That's um, right. That's right. Just Dupont. Yeah, I, I think I think you were in the one that we did though, right? Or yes. No? Yeah. Um, I did yeah. Exactly one. I'm gonna do some All Star break ones, I think. Um, well, in the as... one, in the one that um uh I that we do with the Discord, I have Ozuna, Corbin Carroll, and Luis Robert. <laughs> That's my outfield. Damn. I can't believe that. Like, yeah. I got a coon at four. I don't like everyone was joking around that we oh, we let you have it, you know, because it's, it's just you're a discord. I'm like, no, nah, 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 that's funny because a coon went fourth. <laughs> Are you guys okay? Who the hell and, did, who was getting taken over a coon? Yeah, oh, Otani. Otani had to go, right? Maybe Otani slipped in there. That's a it's a like, uh, man, it's, it felt like it was so long ago, but did somebody was, auto because like. Uh, no, no, no. Everyone was in there because we, we did the draft, like, you know, on the Zoom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it went Strider, Strider Judge. Okay. Sorry, I had third pick. It went Strider Judge. Pick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Cora getting Carol round two is kind of crazy, too, but. That's the thing. He came back to me around two. I couldn't hit it. So I couldn't hit it quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, funny. Yeah. But I can't wait. I'm, I'm definitely going to do some more too. Those are so much fun. Yeah. I love the no maintenance, but I love the no maintenance of like, of, um, of, of, of Roto, right? Because right. like best ball is cool. And like, um, but like I've done best balls and I'm like looking at the scores now. I'm like, all right, like you, you just see a score, yeah. right? But and the gladiators, you know, when I peek at them, especially the overall things, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I'm like seeing, you know, it's amazing to see how like some teams actually are keeping pace with Fab teams in terms of like you know stats home runs. that they're actually yeah. accumulating. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking wild. Pretty wild yeah. without moves. That like exactly. obviously, I mean, if yeah. you nail it with like health, yeah. you can get there. But I just still think that's pretty. We'll see, but all yeah. right. Um, yeah. yeah, then so the Rangers, um, nothing actionable, Nats, not a ton actionable either. So, so, um, six game platoon opportunities. Um, D backs have five of six versus righties next week, so nothing is really probably actionable, but maybe, um, uh, Paven Smith, but I don't know. He, he yeah, hasn't really played enough. enough that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Braves have five Thanks. of six versus righties, but. Unless you're in a league where like Eddie Rosario is available, I don't think there's really anything actionable there either. Such so a just a set it and forget it team yep. of the yep. Braves. You know? Um the Tigers, so I, I put Jake Rogers as being streamable possibly in like the first half. Pro- he's probably streamable next week because they play 
uh, three of their six games versus lefties. Two are in the Tuesday through Thursday series against Oakland. And then it looks like um, Kikuchi's lined up on Friday. So you could probably you could probably um, stream Rodgers and, and hope that he gets a second game versus a righty over the weekend. And then he's going to play four or six, three of those four against lefties. Like you talked about before, he mashes lefties. So I thought that might be a good stream um, spot there. Dodgers, mm-hmm. five of six versus righties. Maybe um, Peralta streamable in their four-game series at the beginning of the week. Not You probably don't want to use them in that two-game set on the weekend. Um, maybe, um, what's his face, Jason Hayward. But I don't know. It feels like both those guys might just platoon with each other in that against those righties. So Probably a good – like it sounds like a good week for Fab and FBC if you just like, you know – you just roll with your guys, you know? Yeah. Because um, yeah. that's the thing. It's just like maybe it's the week you just look for that maybe rest of the season play. So, that, like, that's what I was – obviously, we're, we're mentioning the stash stuff, but, like, a lot of teams are using the the thing now to, like, free up some spots for them, like have some spots where they can rotate guys and turn guys and just go for those high-variance players in fab, you know? Um, yeah. Just to hit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and with all these seven-game weeks, it's also just a good week to – if you're behind on saves, it's a good week to str- to uh, stream a setup guy or something like that on a team that you think might have a chance great. of winning. A game, yep. You know, like um, – you know, I know Cano hasn't been as great lately, but, like, if he's on the wire, Baltimore has seven games, especially if you see, like – the ideal situation is like if Bautista pitches Saturday and Sunday, so you know he's not going to be available Monday. Mm. Like that's the that's the sweet spot is like, um, you know, finding the teams with a good seven game week, especially if they're coming into the week with their closer kind of already work working a day or two or three of the last four, because then it's like all right, smooth sailing. So that's one thing to think about as you 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 know look at stuff this weekend. Also, um, I like that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and the Rays, five, six first righties, and the Jays, five, six first righties. I don't know. Not super actionable because the Rays just platoon their entire, you know, just shuffle their entire team around. They don't have, like, strict platoons. But maybe, like, if somebody cut Luke Rayleigh, um, he might he might be a good week for him. And then mm-hmm. Kiermaier and Brandon Belt for the Blue Jays. Um, I doubt Belt's available, but Kiermaier might be. Um, yeah. So I mean that's the week ahead. Pretty pretty uh busy week. Um, yeah. And yeah, then, pretty pretty mad. Just like I'm like it's probably just gonna be like I'm already I haven't looked at my team, but I'm already like thinking like um my I my lineup should be good. If all these teams have seven games, then yeah. I shouldn't be chasing too much on the wire and it's no matchups that are really like you said actionable because that's the biggest thing you know when we're trying to find these guys in trav it's just you could look at the schedules and be like oh this team's got a good schedule but if they if if they're all like like the rangers you know <laughs> yeah really nothing there unless you want to scoop up josh smith and like i think garv is still floating around in a couple of weeks i don't know how because oh man he's he's a guy too that um man it's just like in, in my league seems just like a little more aggressive uh than the rest of the field in all the other main event leagues for Garver. But I thought he was a great shot to just put at utility even until he got back a catcher. You know, he's just a good he, – he's a good bat, Mitch Garver. Yeah, yeah. Good old Mitchie. Old Mitchie. 
What yeah, else we sure. got here? So a little watch list action. You got yeah. You got anyone who, uh, that you're thinking about? I see you wrote Andrew Painter. Man, I thought real hard about Andrew Painter too in one league. Um, yeah, I looked. He's not available anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it'd be nice. I mean, they they kind of need one more starter. Um, but I don't know. Suarez has come back and he's been pretty good. Um, just I, I've thought about like I was like, oh, the Phillies need like just one more starter if they can get him. But like they're piecing it together with like Christopher Sanchez right now. It's just, but yeah, if they can get one more guy in there, um, they've been on pretty good run lately i think they're like 17 and 5 in their last 22 games so they're kind of rolling um so yeah i mean if he's available in your pool and you know you keep hearing good news about him he's somebody that you could possibly think about as we head into the uh all-star break stash mets guys i kind of was like you know if things we talked about before we recorded like if they keep going the way they're going and they just sell off pieces um you know and they they get rid of like fam and um uh canna and you know anything else like i don't know if they are going to trade scherzer there's some speculation about that if things keep going that he'll waive his no trade um maybe they call up mauricio and vientos and just like play all these guys um so you know mauricio might be somebody worth stashing if if, uh, he's available in the pool McNeil's been really shitty, and he he seems kind of banged up too. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they put him on the aisle at some point or something like that. It seems like his wrist yeah. is fucked up. Yeah, he doesn't look right. He was, yeah. he, and he looks visibly upset. He's yeah. That's how he always is. Whenever things aren't going his way, he's always uh, he does have a little cranky face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have a little pouty a face. Little puss. Yeah, yeah. He just looks like he just can't put the ball where he wants to. Like, and it's something yeah. that I guess too. Um, I thought he was going to benefit hugely from the shift stuff, and he just hasn't been able to take that advantage. You ever watch some games, and just like when they show the 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 thing from the back, you're like, "Is that guy like he's like right over the bag?" I'm like, "Isn't there supposed to be a di- like a diamond shape, a triangle shape?" And I'm like, "Where is this triangle?" Because like. I, I don't think they that you talking about like the pizza slice thing. Yeah, the pizza slice thing. I think they like didn't. I, I don't think they like implemented that. They just need to be like left or right of the bag. They don't. They don't need to be like, um, like out, out of any certain thing. So Some of it just looks like a like like you know like a regular old school old, shift. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, it peeled back and it's all indoor. It was just like pretty much over the bag. I'm like, no, no pizza yeah, slice. But, Remember last year, that would have been Lindor would have been there, and they would have had a third base, uh, the third baseman on the you know on the other side of the diamond. That's right. where it's like totally, you know, yep. totally different. But 100%. yeah, yeah, and and Freelich, I saw Freelich's kind of back now, um, so he he might be a stash also because I keep reiterating like Jesse Winker sucks, and I don't know why they keep playing him. Yeah, he's just you know, and. I, I've said it from early in the season, draft season, like I had neck surgery and knee surgery and he had it and back surgery and he had it in the same off season. I'm like, I, I, no way he can be healthy enough to like impact the ball. Like, like how he wants to, like how Jesse Winker needs to, um, you know, to, to be, yeah, it, it might come around like next year, but right now he's just, it's, it's just, no, 
not yeah. going to work out, you know? Yeah. I guess this week then, just the last thing, the big, the, I guess the quote unquote big rookie that we have that called, got called up was Westberg. So an Orioles guy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll kind of see. Um, he's been playing so far this week and doing well, but they have a roster move to make when Mountcastle's activated and um, they have Mateo hanging around. So it seems like, I don't know, something's going to give. I, I don't, I can't imagine they would just send Westberg back down. Um, but they kind of have a little bit of a crowded major league roster. And maybe that's why Mountcastle's taking so long at AAA to get back up. But yeah, they just, they have a lot of these like infield types, like Arias, Mateo, Gunner, Westberg, Frazier, um, and then like kind of their their first you know the first base guys. So a little, little bit of a crowded spot, and they don't have much flexibility. Like they can't they can't send Urias or Mateo down. So I'll be interested to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. This because uh, Westbrook, I like his swing. It just looks easy for him. Um, to get his battle on the ball, and uh, oh man, I got a ton of him in DCs, and I was so excited, you know. Like, you know, yeah, it's when, funny because I treat them like a season. call up, you know, yeah. it's like this big thing for them. I have like a whole ceremony for my <laughs> my Monday start lineup, but no, it's like you know, then, then, then immediately, you know, you start playing with a lot of stuff that maybe you know got the projection for the week. You're looking at numbers and looking at matchups, and there was a couple of, uh, I think, had Luis Urias of the Brewers. And this mm-hmm. was for, like, middle infield, you know? Yep. I was like, Monday to Thursday, four games versus the Mets. Maybe he gets three. But I, I was just like, Westberg, Westberg. Yeah. Like, yeah. I put him in every lineup. I didn't even <laughs> – one was, like, over Julian. One was over um, Gorman. No, I think that was that was actually pretty easy because Gorman wasn't going to play too many games. But, yeah, Um <clears throat> Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to say real too, uh, quick too, like with with the rookies and with Fab too. Um, kind of like was looking back at last year, and you know, you always got these guys like Joey Manessis that kind of pop up, mm-hmm. you know. And last year I didn't have money to get him because mm-hmm. I went in like a little too hard on Vinny P, and I needed offense, you know. And then I think like there are a lot of older. Like my like AAA players that are like home run hitters, hit the ball hard, ballot up, got good averages. Like they're littered. There's a whole bunch of them, and even got like Bobby Dahlbeck. Like mm-hmm. you know, like if he gets a chance to play, and you got some, these are huge ads to your team. It doesn't have to be a like it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be a be, young guy. Yeah, doesn't have to be a CES. Like actually, one of the best articles I've ever read by jeff zimmerman it's called like the voight munty article and he did like this will like make jeff really good as a player and an analyst but he he finds like these these archetypes these player types it's like why did these guys come up and do well and why do we miss it right like why did we miss this Mm -hmm. and he just did this filter like of of certain stats they had and it's a great article. It's on Fangraphs. You could just put that in in Google. It's like named after Luke Voigt and Max Muncie because like they kind of flew under the radar and <clears throat> gave teams like great boost at the end of the season. Yeah, 
So, and it's a good filter, like um, in the article, it shows the filter to apply. And you can go to Fangraphs, you go to their minor league leaderboard, you put in those filters. And part of it is eliminating these young kids, like looking at the guys who might get a shot, you know, right. like in that time. So very good article and very good strategy too. I use it a lot. I have just like the, the one filter I have set on the minor league thing. And I go to it and I like, look at these guys, like maybe you might've seen Mike Ford was going to come up because he was crushing it that you know i don't know there's this guy that down there that um i want to be able to have money for and fab this season rather than last season where um, i needed power and i was like now nah, i spent it all on this one guy and that's i think a, a lot of times what phil says to like even in the discord and we were talking about taking a, a shot on alec on noah and you know but Ugh. If you're like desperate or if you're in last place and you want to go for a home run play. But the thing is, like, why don't you take like 10 shots at $10 yeah, guys, right? Totally. Because, like, then you have more of a chance too to get that guy who's going to be, uh, a play, you know, yeah. an impact guy. So just, um, just food, just some food for thought because I think that, um, it's something, um, that I want to try to, you know, keep in mind as I'm like spending money on a Jordan Westberg or, um, I don't know why I just said Borg, Westberg. That's what happens. It's two. It's it's two a.m. Yeah, uh, no, a little crazy. I, yeah, it makes sense, especially with the trade deadline coming up too. You know, like um, things are gonna move around, and guys that have been playing every day, like I, I'm, like in my mind, I'm like I gotta take advantage of Tommy Pham now because his everyday at bats are probably gonna dry up soon when the Mets trade him to somebody, and he becomes kind of, you know, a be- a bench bat or you know platoon guy so no don't do it to me tommy yeah i know it's still good so uh, good. tommy fam's been um front and center too on twitter huh which is hysterical <laughs> yep yep he's he uh he inserted himself right into the fantasy baseball uh community today um which was hilarious and into the prop bet community too like prop a parlay. community and that's crazy yeah and then I saw, yeah, which, you know, hey, you know, he's 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 gotten his hands around fantasy football. And so now I think he's just trying to get involved in fantasy baseball. He's going to slap the shit out of someone <laughs> in, in the fantasy baseball circle. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be good. That'd be Honestly, that might that might be a, like that might be something like we, we can approach him about, like just making like a like a like a faux video. Uh, of him just like coming onto the Pole Hitter podcast and he hit the Tommy fam just come out of nowhere and just smack me. It's like, <laughs> the hard man. The NFPC rules are always what it is. I can't change them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. no, but he, 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 he's doing good. And, and I think that's where can he go to the keep playing every day, right? I mean, there's teams that could use them right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Seattle. But who's going to want him as a, you know, yeah. Who's, who's gonna want Tommy Fam? No? Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Like, but I but, don't know but, how bad. Like, like honestly, I see I see him in Vo- Vogelbach in the dugout a lot. They're interacting, and they look like they get along so well. Yeah. So you know, sometimes like we we put these labels on players, we have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah. We have no idea. You never spent a minute with them in the clubhouse. And I think that's like the world that we live in now. Like we get judged off of, you know, this three second clip of you on, on video somewhere. And it's like, fire this person. They don't deserve a, a job. You know, it's like, well, 
We have I, these small snippets of someone's life that you have no idea what they've done. No yeah. Well, I have I have a little insight. So uh, one of my buddies that I grew up with um, was in the Cardinals organization for a couple of years, and uh, so he he played with Tommy Pham, and like yeah, I've asked him, and he's like he's like yeah, like what I was like is is like the impression of him what it is, and he's like yeah, pretty much like he is he is like. Um, pretty out there and like very like serious all the time and like always yeah, has a like chip on his shoulder like he right right no you he, can like, tell that a lot yeah. of shit and like um and he's like he's pretty intense like and like kind of a, the, a tough teammate to have so like with, with some guys though like the chip gives them the career almost oh, yeah, you totally. know I mean, like yeah, he's, you know he's a guy. yeah he's he's totally that and, and that's what he said yeah. too he's like the reason why he's so you know the reason why he is good and the way he is is because he like feels like everybody hates him and overlooks him and and like just doesn't like ever let that go. Yeah, it it it's good as a motivation tactic, but it's a hard way to live your whole life. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You know, yep. and you're gonna just wake up one day and be like, "Why was I mad this whole time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why so serious?" Make fantasy baseball fun again. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think, but no, that's a good thought. Like that, you know, there are guys that are going to come that are not, you know, top hundred prospects, but are going to have a fantasy impact. So, um, yeah. All right. Just, let's go. All right. Quick, uh, quick, quick, quick question and answer. When the next time <clears throat> the net, the Mets make the playoffs? What year? Jesus! <laughs> Don't depress me, but like, uh, let's go next. No, next year when Otani's on the Mets and he uh, leads them to the playoffs. Okay. That can, uh, that's my only hope at this point, man. Because I... yeah, it's just bad news, man. Like they they're doing, they're just doing the two. They're they're spending money like crazy on the major league roster, and they're talking about how they want to develop the farm. But like, I don't know. It's just they're they're trying to like do two different things at once, mm-hmm. and it, I don't know. In theory, it sounds great, but like I think you need a more direct path. But I guess the Dodgers always do it. But I don't know. It's just like the thing about the Cohen press conference today is he like came in and he's like, "I just got out of a meeting where we talked about our pitching lab that we're developing," and he's and like he's like, you know, we're there are other teams that have had pitching labs for 10 years. And I'm like, I thought that was the whole point of you coming in was like, you were going to, you know, get top of the line shit throughout the organization and have this like data analytics team and stuff like that, like totally revamped. And it's like, I don't know, just, Oh God, it just, it makes my neck stressed out. That's why. I I always tell everyone I don't let I don't let myself get too uh, too high or low with the Mets, yeah. and it's just because of these moments because like because it because it's not like a part of you it's just a team you root for so it shouldn't dictate your feelings for the day it's just hard to do that it's hard to carry that around all day it's like it's such a burden to feel all this pented up shit toward a fucking baseball team it's like cool you're a fan but you also have to separate yourself and yeah. like breathe you yeah. know that's a good thing about fantasy is i Stop I, I i don't get that i don't get that um 
I don't get that worked up until you know September, and then playoffs. Like you know, playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, that that's not something that we'll have to worry about this year. But um, at least it doesn't seem like it. But yeah, I, I, I it's a long season. I don't get too worked up day to day and game to game. But when they're in a rut like they're in now, it's just it's frustrating. It's very, yeah. it's very frustrating. But like you said, cool. I don't let it impact my my life. So. Nope. That's it. You can't, can't. Good stuff, Dom. Yeah. Always a pleasure talking to you. For everyone wants to check out Dom's stuff, head over to at Bullpen Guru on Twitter and f- join the Reliever Recon um, Patreon because just nothing like it out there. You guys just, I say it all the time, but seriously, it, it, it deserves all the accolades because you guys work so hard and work so well as a group. Um, so many different angles to come through for the reliever stuff. And it really just makes my life so much easier too, because um, I really like, like to leave no, you know, nothing unturned at all. And I dive into everything I can, but because I've been doing so much more now for the content wise, and like, it's good to have something where I can, you know, trust you guys to guide me at least a good way. Right. Like I still do a lot of my own analysis, but like it, 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 it gives you such a good uh, point you in the so, direction. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's like, that's like what I like about um, your Patreon also. Like, you know, it's like my weekends are fucking crazy. So when I sit down on Sunday, I trust, you know, your notes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm not like, filtering through stats i'm like looking at the names that you guys that you're laying out there and i'm like does this guy fit my team yes or no and it's just like that's the best part is like you 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 still own your own decisions but you kind of have like a guide and like a kind of like you know just like a a trusted it's almost like a partnership where it's like i have somebody somebody that i trust and like you know i have their recommendations and now i can do what i want with that information Yeah, and it's just, it's something like you know when I first got really got into baseball analytics, fantasy baseball analytics, and baseball HQ is always believed in that. Like they're just teaching you to fish. Like they show you, like they they tell you, like all right, this this is what leads to good outcomes, and then you learn to do it yourself. And that's what's happened. Like I've developed my own system because of how I learned to digest that information, and just that's really the best thing you could do is. Uh, lead people down good paths and you guys are doing it so if anyone is not a part of the recon get involved get involved right now and um check out the pull hitter patreon as well um i don't know about the recon but for us for the pull hitter patreon you could do a free trial for a week you could sign up see if you like it you get five dollar entry tier for the week and uh you catch all my daily stuff notes podcast lineup tools to set your monday to thursday and friday to sunday lineups and every other launch angle that we do you'll be able to get that as well so dom pleasure hanging out with you and i'll talk to you next week happy fourth and happy canada today and uh all that good stuff cheers cheers